I got a million ways to get it. Choose one. Choose one. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make a stack. All right, welcome to the Milk Talk Podcast, a place where milk can connect to one another to inspire, motivate, and collaborate to continue to build a strong, well-connected alumni association. I believe that Milton Hershey School rebranding is actually just getting started, and I want to be part of that journey. I think the best way to commemorate Milton and Catherine Hershey is to continue our own legacy that hopefully impacts the world as Milton Hershey's so impacted us. I believe the level of extraordinary that each and every milk carries within them is deeply underestimated. And this podcast will help in the journey to show off what milts are really made of. I'm excited to get to know more milts, more insight to their upbringing, what they're doing now to build their legacy and bring value to others, and what being a milt really means to them. Today, I'm talking to Will Crown, class of 98. He's doing some amazing work with his company called Coronation Cinema that's currently producing an upcoming feature film in 2020. You know, Will's talent for acting, screenwriting, production, and storytelling is by far exceptional. He's already had lead roles in feature films on Hulu and Amazon, which were internationally known films. He's an amazing family man and such a great friend and big brother to me personally. So with no further ado, Will, can you tell us a little bit more about your upbringing, who Will Crown is today, and your venture with Coronation Cinema? Oh, sure, sure. Most definitely. Uh, First of all, Zara, thank you so much for for having me on your podcast. This is pretty exciting. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for sure. My first, first guest, you were like, as soon as I thought about this podcast, (laughs) very first person that needed to be on it as my first guest was Will Crown. So thank you for being my very first guest. I feel honored for sure. Well, you know, you and I have always had a special connection. I, uh, growing up at at Milton Hershey school, I, I was closer in age to your brothers and and was in high school with both of them played sports with both of them but i would see you as like a little kid and <laughs> yeah. then years later we knew each other for for years and worked together even out in california so it, yeah. it's definitely a privilege to be on here with you yeah um, thank you so yeah first and foremost i guess uh my upbringing yeah i, I grew up at uh milton nursery school i'm originally from niagara falls new york uh, there were five of us uh there five siblings there that uh, my mom was a single mom and she was doing everything scratch kick and claw to try to provide for and and she heard about the Milton Hershey school from her sister who lived in Lancaster so pretty close by and uh, told her about it we went checked it out and did the whole process and thankfully we were very fortunate to to get accepted into the school and that was a scary ordeal was it like that for you oh yeah I I, I remember when First going there, I vividly remember I started off with Student Home Allen and I, I remember uh, the smell. Which wow. I, I can literally describe and differentiate that smell. Like if I smelled it today, I'd be like, yep, that's it. Wow. Like downstairs yeah. in the basement and, and showing <laughs> me like where everything went because it was one of those old homes. And uh, Yeah. How old were you? I was 11 years old. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. My youngest you brother, had- he was... He was four when he Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's right. You said that. Four years old. Can you imagine? And were you, you were like the oldest of all of your siblings that was there, right? So I was the oldest boy. I, my sister, wow. I have an older sister, Courtney, who graduated class of 95. Okay, so uh, she was the oldest. Wow. Yep, yep. So <laughs> it was a great experience, though, overall. Obviously traumatic in the beginning because, you know, you're leaving your mom, and especially as um, the oldest boy, 
that mama boy connection was was real you know absolutely absolutely <laughs> but uh very quickly having structure like all of a sudden injected into my life really was good for me, especially because I was getting to an age where, you know, starting to go through puberty, 11 years yeah. old, I was getting into some trouble where I was and skipping school a lot. So yeah. it was perfect timing to all of a sudden, you know, have that shifted and, and get to the milt. Yeah. Um, there's one, actually just talking about the past, there's one experience in particular that I remember that really kind of shaped my paradigm. It was, um, I was walking into, it was Catherine Hall back then. That's where the middle school uh, yeah. kids went. Yeah. And I was, I was walking in. It was like not long after I had started at the school. And I had always been, you know, in New York where I was from, I was the poor kid, right? Like I remember vividly them, them when they were doing like a lice check, they had all the kids lined up, right? And they're checking <laughs> heads for lice. Yeah. And we always had ratty clothes. We didn't shower much, right. honestly. We weren't, didn't have very good hygiene. Yeah. Yep. And, um, I remember them like, okay, so all the kids back to school, back to class, back to class. And they got to me, they're like, wait here, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, at the Milt, when I was there, I remember I walked in and I looked around and for the first time I realized, wow, everybody here has a story. You know, everybody yeah. comes from something. I was no longer the poor kid. I was just one of the poor kids. Right. And it really shifted my paradigm. Cause I, I realized that it's not even just this school that's life. Like yeah. it may not be financially or economically like a struggle, but there's struggle that everybody has. Everybody's dealing yeah. with something in some area of their lives. And, yeah. and that hit me like a ton of bricks and wow. uh, really shifted the way I, I saw things. And I think that's probably Hold on, well, I'm going to pause you there. I think we're having an issue with the audio. Did you do something different? No, I. No, oh, no, good. Please. Now you're good. You're good. Okay, there you go. Sorry, just go back thirty seconds. So yeah, like I was just saying that that experience. I just realized it wasn't about the school. It was everywhere. Everywhere yeah. you go, even today, you can be sitting on a bus and you look around and that woman over there and that young girl and that man right there like they all have their experiences and stuff they're dealing with on a very personal level that yeah. so often we don't empathize we don't put ourselves in their shoes but when you do it's it's pretty mind-blowing you know yeah absolutely and i think that what that's one of the things that made the connection between milton hershey students so strong is that relation is that hey we both came from some sort of trauma some sort of upbringing that was really tough and then here we are in this confined not so confined, but in this home together where now we have to really, you know, live amongst one another. But it's that it was that relation uh, and connection to other people that were pretty much just like you in many ways. Um, and I don't think that ever goes away. I think no matter where we are in the world, if we come across another MILF, it's like instant reconnection, instant relation, instant, you know, hey, we we're pretty much the same people. It so really it's kind is. of like picking up where you left off. I really love that about Milts. It really is. It's funny. I was, um, <laughs> you know, you talk about how that, that instant relationship I was on the set. This is just probably like three months ago, two and a half, three months ago. I was on set working as a firefighter out here on uh, the show station 19. And I'm sitting there. We're all eating lunch. Everybody's like, um, uh, 
on break for lunch. So they got all these tables set up and there's, you know, probably hundreds of people, you know, just scavenging for food, right? They have uh, in Hollywood, they'll have like all these, you know, big buffets of everything. You can go up and get whatever you want. And I'm eating there and I'm talking, having a conversation with one guy and he's also a screenwriter and he's an actor and a storyteller. And we're talking about going through the, the union, the paperwork for making our next film. And the guy behind me, this guy turns around and he's like, you guys make, you guys, uh, you say the union sucks. And I said, no, 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 no. The union's great. I said, we're members of the union, but we're talking about the paperwork, the SAG after paperwork to, as a filmmaker, make a movie is, is it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, Oh, you're filmmakers. I say, yeah, man, we, we do it. And I want to be in your next movie. I'm like, okay, sure. And you know, you get that <laughs> from people. They're always telling yeah. you that. So you, you don't, take it with a lot of seriousness right but i just go back we're, we're having our conversation and then a little bit later i tell him that hey and the movie's gonna be shot in pennsylvania i got a vineyard already secured there uh, somebody that I, I know actually we'll talk about that but he turns around again he says oh you mean the movie that i'm gonna be in i was like man you're ambitious <laughs> I, I, I like that and we get talking and i said but this movie i said it might be tough for you to be in it you know because we're in sunny southern california i said this is gonna be shot in pennsylvania He's like, oh, I'm from Pennsylvania. I was like, really? <laughs> said, yeah, I'm originally from Philly. I was like, no. Kidding. Wow. Said, this is in, I said, what I'm in, um, <laughs> I said, I'm in uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania is where I was raised. He said, I went to the Milton Hershey school. I said, what? what? <laughs> like <laughs> out of the blue. And so we had this instant connection to feel bad for the guy that I was actually having the conversation with. <laughs> I dropped him, you know? Yeah. And, and not really, but I mean, all of a sudden he was a third wheel because this gentleman I'm talking to, his name's Dula. So we're all of a sudden, you know, he's class, I think of 09. And wow. even with an 11 year gap, it doesn't matter. Like we're yeah. so close because yeah. we had this shared experience and I've met older Milt's class in the eighties and, yeah. and younger and you could go right. to homecoming. It could be somebody class of 1960 and you right. guys are like family. Yeah. It's so, cool. so it's amazing. It really, really is. What a good story. I love that. So is he going to be in your movie? <laughs> He's definitely going to be in the movie. We haven't figured out where, but you know, I told him we're going to collaborate and, and already right now in, in LA, everybody in our industry is like, they go home. So it's like a ghost town. That is awesome. I told him when, uh, when he gets back, we're going to help him some stuff so he can, can act in it and we'll film it. And That's help cool. Him get his feet off the ground. Yeah. So tell me, I want to know any and everything you can tell us about this uh, company that you're doing, um, Coronation Cinema. Sure, sure. Well, you know, I'll preface by saying this as an actor, there's a lot of rejection. I'm sure you've heard that. Um, yeah. Like high level of rejection. You're always going in audition rooms and they may like you, they may not. And you may be too, they don't like your voice, the, the timbre of your voice for this role. They don't like my rosy cheeks for this role. They don't like whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I got to where I didn't want to put my career in the hands of a gatekeeper, you know, meaning a casting director or even right. a producer or somebody like that. I wanted to take it more by the horns. And, and that's really why I started the company. It's called Coronation Cinema. Uh, I have a, a business partner as well. She's an actress and filmmaker and really generates ideas all the time for different scripts because we have several scripts in, in the works. But um, it was a way to not solely rely on the old traditional route of, you know, casting director workshops and just auditioning. I mean, I still do all that stuff and right. I've booked roles that way, thankfully, but it, it wasn't enough. I don't want to 
this industry is there's too much competition to just rely on that and hope that you get picked. And it was a way to say, you know what, I, I can write and I have written, I've been writing for years now. Let me start to number one, connect with the right people, find investors and tell stories that I really believe matter that will impact lives. Absolutely. Um, So that's, that's how it got birthed. It's so awesome. And it's such a really great entrepreneurial mindset for you to have is, you know what, I'm not going to wait for someone else to find me. I already know what I'm capable of. I'm going to create and I'm going to be the one to take control and why not, you know, and then through that, here you go now, uh, able to take on other actors who are looking for someone to find them, you know, who don't yet have that entrepreneurial mindset or experience or background or, or even, you know, the, the strength and the, 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 the character that it takes to take such a risk and do something like that, you know? And I've always admired yes. that about yeah. you. Like from the, from the moment that we reconnected as adults, I've always admired that you have been through so much, you and Carla, your wife and your family, and you guys were, are, are probably the most tenacious, um, talented, faithful, strong people I think I've ever come across, Milt or non-Milt. Um, and I, I think that's why we've wow. always vibed and connected so well. And, and I, I could see that now and even what you're doing now and creating your own company and saying, you know what, I can do this myself and I'm probably going to do it even better than if someone else were to come and find me. And I just, I'm, I love that. I'm blown away by that. And I could see really big things, you know, that are going to be happening for you. I really appreciate that, Zara. And, I, you know, I feel the same way about you. But I got to say, um, I've always been a believer that you got to take your shot. You know, you can't, you can't hope that it falls in your lap because it's, it's not going to. It's, I don't think anybody that, that makes it, you know, or, or ends up doing something great that it just fell in their lap. It's like, they always say, Oh, 10 year overnight success story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it just, it's not a reality. So I'll give you a, a funny little story. I was, um, this is probably about a year ago. I was on set and I was just working as like as a background performer on, um, the show black Monday. I don't know if you've heard uh-huh. of it. It's Don, Don Cheadle's show about the stock market uh-huh. and the big, the big crash in the 80s. And it's a really fun ride. It's on Showtime. Anyhow, he, yeah. uh, Don Cheadle's always like surrounded I by. Yeah. Yeah. I love him too. He's so great. Favorites. He is phenomenal. He's always surrounded by his people. It's very hard to get to him. And, and they tell you anyways, they don't want like, because there was several of us uh, background people on that show. Like, don't, don't get don't talk to Don, let him do his thing. Cause he's in his, in his zone, you know, and I understand that I respect his space, but I have written this script that I've had for a couple of years now. And I've tweaked again and again, uh, called black wall street, which is, a it's a true story, a historical drama about the Tulsa race ride of 1921. Oh. And I thought so many times, I mean, it's such a prolific story. It needs to be told. And I thought Don Cheadle would be perfect. Right. And yes. I'm working with this guy. If there was just an opportunity right. for Present- me to talk to him. Exactly. So, I brought the script with me last day of, of set. I worked on that show a bunch and last day I literally brought it with me and I was like, okay, if I can get the opportunity, I, I know I could get fired for this because you're not really supposed to go up and talk to him about this stuff. Yeah. If I do then everybody mm-hmm. can, but I'm going to do it. Like it's worth it. I got a swing. So he was finishing up. It was after like a 14 hour day and they're like, okay, Don's wrapped everybody. We all clap. He's going out the other way guards he's got security that's like blocking where he is so i said well i'm gonna go around here maybe if i see him i'll just (laughs) by chance walking out the door and lo and behold i did so i start walking with him and i i told him i said uh 
I was smart about how I did it. I didn't just go in and say, Hey, I want you to read this script. Right. I, first of all, complimented him on his philanthropic work. I was like, Don, I, I got to say, I love what you've done with Project Not On My Watch, which is something that he, he does internationally um, as a philanthropist. And awesome. he said, oh, I really appreciate that. He's like, yeah, thanks, man. He said, we've, we've made a lot of difference, I feel. And I said, yeah, you sure have. And we get talking about that. And I said, listen, I, I'm curious. I know this show, your show is called Black Monday. Have you ever heard of Black Wall Street? And he says, yeah, of course. And he knew all yeah. about the story. Yeah. And so we get talking and, and he's like, yeah, the last remaining survivor, Olivia Hooker just passed away. And I knew about that. So we were kind of going back and forth. And this is while I'm walking him out of the studio towards wow. his, towards the vehicle he's taking back to wherever he is. Yeah. And when I get to the end, I'm just <laughs> my hearts racing. And I said, listen, I, I just got to tell you, I, I've actually written a, a feature film. Uh, called Black Wall Street about the story. And I, if you're interested, I'd love for you to read it. And he's like, he said, uh, I can't take it because I pulled it out. He's like, I can't take it for legal reasons, but I, I'll tell you what, send it to my people. And he, wow. the name Jeremy Barber, who's the head, like a partner at UTA. Yeah. One of the biggest agencies in the world. Yeah. And so I did that. It was incredible. And, you know, there was the story may seem anticlimactic to some because I, I did send it. I did yeah. connect and I never got a call back, right. but that was okay. Cause to exactly. me, it wasn't about the call back as much as it was about, I have to swing every time I'm given an opportunity. I got to go for it. I did the same thing with Blair mm-hmm. Underwood when I was working with him and got the name and number for his assistant. And he actually told me at the time, he's like, I'm already working with somebody on a similar project, so I can't, but I'll tell you what, let's save my contact info. So you never know. Exactly. Absolutely. But had I not taken that opportunity, the regret. There would be no contact. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That is good stuff. Wow. That's incredible. And that's, you know, that's what it takes. It takes a, a certain level of, you know, belief in yourself, belief in what it is you're trying to accomplish, and then a level of tough skin. Because you are going to get rejection, you are going to get no's, and you are going to get a no call at all. But again, if you just keep swinging, you're bound to hit something. Exactly. That's awesome. And I love what you said too earlier. You and I had talked about this a while ago. Um, You had brought something up that was so profound and so good, and I have never let it go since. and I think it plays a role in why you are the way that you are and that you go and get what you want and you don't wait for it to come to you. You had said to me one time, we were kind of dissecting uh, milts and why a lot of milts kind of grow up and don't do a lot. They just kind of go back to what they came from, yeah. the environment they came from, or just kind of, um, you know, really don't push themselves as much as they could. Yeah, back um, in the cycle, kind of. Yeah. yeah, and you had said, you know what, in Milton Hershey, we got everything handed to us. We had everything we could have asked for. It was right at our fingertips. We never needed for anything. And I think that mentality never left us. We were never taught that, hey, when you get in the real world, almost nothing is going to be handed to you, and you will have to go out and get everything yourself. And a lot of Milts, I don't think, made that connection or, or that realization that, no, mm-hmm. things will not be handed to you anymore. And I think yeah. there's still a level of mindset of things will come, things will naturally come, the, you know, food stamps or whatever the case is, it's kind of like waiting for that to come instead of, hey, we need to do something to, to make something for ourselves, to achieve what we want, to go out and get it, um, to create, 
And I just love that you, you came up with that because as soon as you said it, I was like, damn, that is so fucking true. Yeah. Like literally everything we want, cocoa butter, Nivea, <laughs> Colgate, like clothes, yeah. shoes. It was, all, it was literally yeah. not only just handed to us, it was draw, driven to our doorstep, yeah. literally. Like you know? a computer, fucking scholarship. Like it is right. incredible. And then a lot of us as adults, we kind of grew up and we're like, whoa. You know, a lot of kids go, go to college and practically plummet, one, because they were institutional that and two they never really grew up and i think that it just plays a huge role and that's a big um passion of mine to kind of figure out those things and find ways where we can transition you know the current students so that they don't deal with the same type of um issues and obstacles that we had to deal with once we got put into the real world you know but the fact that you had come up with that and recognized that was extremely profound and it just shows that um it's that mindset of entitlement, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 I was able to think of that because I had it when I first came out of the school. I mean, yeah. I, and I, I think so many of us do, we come out yeah. and it's like you said, it, it's, it's all driven to our doorstep. If yes. you whether it be medical, anything, anything to you. And a lot of us, we want to cling on to that entitlement and feel like things are owed to us because for whatever reasons, because we're a human being, because we've been through stuff in our lives early on, because whatever the experience, or even when you're going through stuff now, you feel like you deserve it because this is hard. Well, guess what? Like I've come to realize, and as have you, and I think anybody that's, that's open to confronting reality, life is hard. Yeah. It's not going to be given to you. And it really doesn't matter. Again, that goes back to the story of everybody's got their their shit that they're dealing with it doesn't matter what your situation is nobody cares anymore I remember when I was when I was fresh out of the milk I loved to tell my story about Milton Hershey school and I love telling you know you'd see people's eyes light up that yeah wow you you came from this home and and the older I get the less it matters when people exactly exactly notice that like it's not a big deal because they people realize that everybody's got again a story and that was when you were a kid. How does that impact you now? What have you done for me lately? Kind of thing. What have you right. done in the last 10 years? What have you right. done to change that situation? Like exactly. it doesn't matter what you came out of. Matters, yeah. What matters is what have you done since and where are you going? What decisions have you made that have changed that yeah. scenario? So. You know, and if we're going to, if we're, I'm really also passionate about rebranding Milton Hershey students, AKA Milts to no longer be seen as like, oh, those are the kids, the poor kids, the poverty kids, you know? And to be seen as like, yeah, we were the kids who came to the school because we were in need. However, we became extraordinary because we were always extraordinary. And and to me, that's Mm. what being a Milt really is. It's not so much the past and, you know, we'll do a little fun game about the past now, but it's about, you know, what makes you a Milt now because of what you've learned from what you were given and then what are you doing now? to become yeah. something else and to be known as, you know, we'll crown the milk now. A lot of times we're stuck in, you know, oh, being a milk means the past. Absolutely not. Being a milk should mean the future. And what we can do to become strong alumni to really brand Milton Hershey the way it, it's always been meant to be branded. Definitely. So that's important to me. And you're doing just that. And, and that's the reason I wanted you as, you know, my first guest, because I've seen firsthand 
you know, all the different things that you and your wife have done together and individually and, and all the things that you guys have created and what you're still going to create. And it's, it's freaking amazing. I'm so excited for you guys. I want I you to real you. quick, um, um, give some shout outs to your, to your social media handles. So that way people who aren't following you can start following you because I love some of the stuff that you share on, on all the different platforms. I love following you because you always share some really interesting, fun, funny stuff. Um, so please, yeah. Tell everybody what your handles are. Sure. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Mainly where we focus our, our social media efforts is on Instagram, you know, out here, that seems to be the biggest platform just cause it's a, so visual. So for the film industry, that's pretty huge. Uh, and if you go to my personal one is at will crown and that's will with one L. So W uh, I'm sorry, at will.crown W I L dot C R O W N. Okay. Um, but our, our company is at coronation underscore cinema. Okay. Got and it. just like it sounds. And then uh, our upcoming feature film that we're working on right now is at love choice dot film. It's funny, all these dots and underscores and, <laughs> That's right. and stuff. But okay. uh, we also have a Facebook page. Again, we don't do much on there. Mainly we're starting to share from our, from our profile on Instagram to that Facebook at times and things like that. But really, if you guys could, I would love the support. Anybody that can go on, if you're on Instagram or Facebook, get on there and, and start to follow, uh, like comment. Not only do we want like followers, we're not letting the follower game. We're looking for engagement people that we can create a community and audience yes, for. Absolutely. And, and also for, future projects and that's why we not only have you know this film has a handle but also our company because this is just a start we want to build a community around both the love choice film but then from there take you're not going to take everybody but take the bulk of the the audience that we have and bring them along the journey for the next film and we're, we're going to span lots of different genres you know this one is a romance drama that we're shooting in 2020 but we have i have scripts as i said we have a historical drama uh, we have uh, one that that we're working on and more of a sci-fi script. We've got lots of different things in the works. That's so exciting. So we're, yeah. We're excited about that. And, and uh, I would appreciate that. Also we're looking for, I have to say like any, anybody out there, if you're in the Pennsylvania community, we're going to be shooting it out there. So we're, we'll probably be doing some crowdsourcing crowdfunding. We'll have a campaign for things like that going on later on um, when we're getting closer to the date. But uh Anybody that is looking to invest in feature films, definitely hit me up on there too, because I can talk to you about, we already have, uh, we're in talks with a couple, uh, some star talent, some people that we're going to attach for this film. And that being said, we're going to use Gravitas for distribution. So it should be a, a good investment for somebody too. Absolutely. All right, guys. So yeah, if you have not heard that, let me repeat it for, for him. Uh, his Instagram, if you want to follow Will individually, it's at wil.crown, C-R-O-W-N. And then um, follow his company name at Coronation Cinema. That's C-O-R-O-N-A-T-I-O-N underscore cinema. Um, and then also his feature film at lovechoice.film. Um, I, I could tell you, I've already seen one of the films that he's come up with that was a super, super short story film. And I was in tears by the end. That's how good it was. It was one of those that just stick in your memory. 
Um, so I already know anything that you're going to put your hands on will is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Like he said, if you guys are going to be in the Pennsylvania area at some point in 2020, he's going to be, um, here shooting that feature film. Um, he is looking for investors. So now is the time to reach out to him. If you're trying to get ahead of something before it becomes huge, um, and invest into it and be a part of it. Now's the time to reach out. So please make sure you guys are following Will uh, and his company and his feature film. Um, so real quick, Will, what I want to do before we end, I want to do a quick little game. Um, okay. If you can answer a couple of fun questions for me. This should be pretty fun. Um, <laughs> what year did you say you enrolled in Milton Hershey and how old are you? 1991 and I am 39 years old. 39 now, how old were you back then? When you enrolled? Uh, 11. 11 years old. 11. Wow. Damn. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Yep. 1991, 11 years old. And again, we had siblings from, I think my sister was 14 and my brother was four and we were all across the board there. So crazy. That's crazy. And then name two people, staff or student, doesn't even matter if you're still connected with them now or not, but off the top of your head, what two people immediately just come to your mind and why? Clint Green. Okay. <laughs> I know him, yeah. Yeah, you know, Bye. you gotta love Clint Green. Uh, Clint, so Clint was in my student home, the first student home that I was in, Student Home Allen. And he was um, <laughs> such a great guy. I love Clint. He was younger than me, a few years younger than me. And, you know, we would tease back and forth. He was the, the quintessential younger brother that, that uh, everybody wants like he would mess with us he would tell the house parents on us and tattletale and we would mess with him I remember um you know there's hazing and stuff that goes on all in good fun and he would do it to us we'd do it to him like peeing in shower bottles and things like that horrible (laughs) stuff now that you're like how did that happen but this was this was the 90s you know yeah we did that stuff back then and uh I remember Clint one time he told on us for something and myself and and the late Mike, Michael Hand, God rest his soul, and Jose Rodriguez. Oh. We, um, <laughs> we, we took Clint and we're, we're, we strapped him down, and he'll remember this. We, we blindfolded him and put heavy metal, made him listen to heavy metal for like an hour. Oh my God. And boy, did he get us back. I'm not going to talk about it, but yes, <laughs> it was, uh, we have experiences, but Clint and I have always stayed very close over the years. Like That's I said, awesome. I love and that. it's so funny because he's this big, tall, you know, hulk of a guy. Yeah. But he's like, he's like completely my little brother. And it's just, we have a very loving relationship. So That's so awesome. I love that. Shout out to Clint Green. Yes. All right. Who's the second person? Uh, gosh, there are so many. But I'm going to say, this is going to sound like I'm kissing up, but I'm going to say Zara. <laughs> because I'm talking to you and because I do care about you and because I know the type of woman that that you were back then again I saw you when you were little like I I don't know gosh I remember going over to you guys's house like on summer vacation yeah and you and your sister like playing video games and stuff <laughs> when you were just little kids and seeing how far you've come I know you and your husband both personally and your beautiful daughters Amina and and it's and even some of the things that you've been through since. So it's awesome to see, you know, what a survivor and not only a survivor, but a fighter you are. Aww. And uh, I'm excited for you with this podcast. I really Thank believe it's going to shed some good light. And I agree with your uh, your viewpoint of rebranding Milts and what we're going to do in the future. I think that's awesome. That's so awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Okay, yeah. what did you like most about MHS? Um, what did I like most about MHS? 
the community. I mean, people, it's funny. I go back there. Uh, I don't get back every year, but um, when I do go back there, it's like no time has passed. And I mean that both figuratively and literally like, for one, it seems like the town has stood still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people that are right there, they're still in the same, like, um, you know, there are those notes that come up and they become house parents and they stick around or become teachers or staff, faculty, and they stick around. And it's like, they're, they've never left that groove. And, and right. I, I love them for it. I think it's so amazing because it's like a time capsule for me. I yes. can go back and the community is the same. I feel completely accepted and completely loved when I walk yeah. in the doors anywhere, even oh, whether people awesome. know me or remember me or not. I, I feel that connection and that love and, and uh, Acceptance. very grateful. Yeah, it's it's family. You know, yeah. I'm very grateful for that family community that I mean I, I'll always draw close to that and I'll always be thankful for it. So Yeah, that's so awesome. And then um lastly, what is your funniest memory of Milton Hershey? Oh gosh. <laughs> probably so many. Yeah, there are so many. It probably I mean some of them I gotta I gotta censor myself here. <laughs> 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 you know, there were some crazy ones because we were in sports and stuff. And, <laughs> You know, there are some crazy I can only imagine. Oh, my yeah. brothers have told me some crazy stuff. Oh, they're in my mind I've right heard now. I've it all. <laughs> yeah. They're in my mind right now. Probably, <laughs> probably some, some of the funniest. You know what? I'll tell one that, since you mentioned your brothers, the one that stands out that, that had to do with your, your uh, <laughs> brother, Ed. He, yeah. uh, we were on a winter break. We were both wrestled, so we were on the wrestling team. And on the winter break, we stayed – I don't remember if it was the whole break or just the, like the last week or so we came back early, I believe. And we stayed at a student home together, all of the team. Okay. Yeah. And our coach, coach Alessi was there. He was like our house father had the student home. Anyways, I remember this is right around when Titanic came out. And so your brother, Ed loved that movie and loved <laughs> that song. My heart will come. Oh go. my God. And Are you would serious? listen for hours Hours. Oh my God. Listen to my heart. And I remember him saying to me, he's like, that's just something about that song. And you know, Ed is a tough guy. That is he's hilarious. Because he is a tough winner. ass. He's very tough. He's a state place winning wrestler, you know, tough dude. And he was just like, something about this song, man. It just really <laughs> affects me. And he would have it on like in his room. And I, I don't remember who he was roomies with, but they that listened. They loved is it too. hilarious. Yes. So. I got a million ways to get it. <laughs> Choose one. Choose one. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. That is fucking funny. I'm gonna have to remind him about that one. Mm -hmm. See if he remembers it. He's probably gonna try to deny it with all his might. <laughs> no denying <laughs> My that. My heart will go on. Oh, he practically cried whenever he. That is it. funny. I'm totally gonna bring that up to him. That's great. Okay, <laughs> sure. and we're gonna end it with this. What does it mean to you, Will, to be a milk? Uh, it means I got a lot to prove, you know, a lot to give back because I've been given so much and I, I don't have any excuse to not do a lot and give a lot back. You know, I just feel like all excuses have been taken away. And, uh, just like Milton Hershey, you know, left us a legacy. He didn't leave it to us so that we could just kind of sit on our ass and, and right. enjoy it. He gave it to us so that we could do, you know, give to others and do much more with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. 100%. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Will, for being on this podcast with me. I'm so excited. I want to give one more shout out to all your Instagram handles real quick. Make sure you guys are following Will on Instagram at Will 
W-I-L-L-C-R-O-W-N. C-R-O-W-N. Follow his company at Coronation underscore cinema. And then also follow his feature film at lovechoice.film. Make sure you guys are definitely reaching out if you yourself want to become an investor in his uh, upcoming feature film, or if you know investors who are looking to invent in something um, new and that's going to be amazing, um, make sure that you reach out to them and have them reach out to Will. Um, that's exactly how we come together, inspire, motivate, and collaborate. So make sure you guys are, are on that and supporting Will in every which way you can. And again, thank you, Will. Um, if you want to say anything else before you go, please, please do. Uh, no, I just want to thank you for the opportunity. It was, uh, it's always, it's always good talking to you and Merry Christmas to everybody. Yesterday was Christmas. So Merry Christmas to, to all my family out there, the ones I know and the ones that I don't. And, uh, I appreciate you all, all you guys. Let's do something great together. I got a million ways to get it. Choose one. Choose one. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack.